welcome to another episode of Passing Stones with John and Spencer. John, I mean, after months now, it feels good <laughs> to be staying. It's been a long that. time, dude. It has been, but amazingly, our uh, our views have stayed the same. This episode might be a little bit quieter, a little worse sound quality. It's all right, we're working out the kinks right now. In that time, I've moved to uh, the Utah County, possibly moving back up to Cache Valley. I don't know, we'll have to see. Uh, we'll probably have a better idea of that by Monday. But, we just moved um, closer to home, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're just uh, we're talking about Logan and some memories right now with our guests. <laughs> we do have, uh, you know, Swedish John still up there, so we're doing this over Skype. But uh, I think we're, we're leading off with a great guest. Uh, he's one of my, uh, really one of my best friends all throughout high school. Known him for a really long time. His name is Wyatt Duclos. And Wyatt, welcome onto the program. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Oh, boy. Well, so... Oh, boy. Yeah, so I met Wyatt um, back in high school, like I said. We were... Technically, I mean, not to... <laughs> we met high. in the worst way possible. And that was at the <laughs> premiere, midnight premiere, of oh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, I remember no that. No way. <laughs> Which is one of the yes. worst things to have ever yes. been a part of. <laughs> Oh Wait, and, Sp- and Spooch looked at you and said, do you want to be an airbender? <laughs> yeah. Like, if you could be any Avatar, what would you be? No, uh, I was Avatar Roku. Oh, I dressed Roku. up as Avatar Roku. I had a red bathrobe, and I found a whole bunch of cotton. And I made myself this weird wig with it. But Did you look like Santa Claus? So One of my favorite things are parts of that night, though. I- we had another friend named Weston. And uh, we all know Caleb Reber. And this kind of lead into our segment a little bit. Um, that I want to start off with now, but so we're uh, we're walking in. My friend Weston actually didn't have a ticket for our showing. He bought one for a later one and was just walking in the door with us. And he goes, "I don't know. Maybe they'll say something. Maybe they won't." Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, in the like you think about it when you're 15 and you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is so scary." But really, and now you're a, just like a 17 year old kid who yeah, doesn't care. Does not care at all. Enough to care. <laughs> yeah, if you're in the wrong theater, right theater, they don't care at all. <laughs> So we're walking in, and he's like, oh, my gosh. Like, they're going to say, like, it's a fire hazard. And then, so my, my cousin, Caleb Reber, he's about 6'5", probably weighs, like, 200, I don't know, some odd pounds. He's a big man. And even at age 15, he was a very big man. And I remember he's like, okay, look, if they tell you that it's a fire hazard, you just point at me and say, no, that's a fire hazard, <laughs> and keep on walking and see if they say anything. <laughs> that sounds like Reber. <laughs> no, amazingly, you can just walk in and, and no one cared. And guess really? what? No one wanted to stay that long. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> only movie I've ever been in where within seconds of the movie starting, everyone knew this is going to suck. Excuse me? What was that? Ong? Well, who? <laughs> How are you pronouncing this? Did they not watch any of the episodes? <laughs> my brother and I have a theory that he would turn it on because he's, he said, I watched it with my daughter. So I think Shamalama, M. Night Shamalama, whatever his name is. Shamalamalon. Yeah. M. Night, M. Night would just turn it on for his daughter and then fall asleep. And kind of just got like the avatar by osmosis. Mm-hmm. He didn't understand the story. He didn't understand how bending worked. He didn't know how to pronounce anything. He just like remembers seeing the faces of the characters and like the opening and like, oh, those are. That's it. That's the movie. Yeah, he actually he actually just assigned it to his daughter to to write the movie <laughs> and to direct it. So 
Man, I love that. I think that's a good theory, actually. <laughs> 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 and speaking of how the fact that that cast was white and things like that, I have kind of noticed we have only interviewed white people, probably because we live in Utah. And um, that's true. Yeah, we pretty much know a lot of white people. But, By the way, I am white. Don't <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't think that that's like a transition to, and that's why and we, that's have, why we not, have. I'm as not as white as they come. It's actually, you know, it's fine. I identify as a wolf on all levels, but physical. So <laughs> I mean, I definitely got the vibe from you. I was gonna say it's not my place. Yeah, but definitely yeah. as soon as I saw you on screen, I was like, that's a wolf, right? But you didn't want to assume because it's 2019. <laughs> So yeah, right. It's, almost 2020. Almost 2020. We're almost seeing 2020. Get know. that? Yeah. <laughs> that was my but... concept. <laughs> 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 Any <laughs> case though, I mean, we we just saw Jim Gaffigan on last Friday, so a week ago from the time we're recording this. And uh, one of the things that he brought up, yeah, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> one of the things that he brought up <laughs> was um if you've ever thought about if you're white trash or not, the answer is yes. And the fact of the matter is we're all trash or white trash in some way. And I think that, you know, that's how we started off the radio show before. And I think that's how we should start off the podcast, especially now that we don't have that radio show. Mm. That I think that um, we should just try to celebrate our trashy moments to kind of start <laughs> off. So I'm just going to tell a time when I was trash and then I invite you guys to do the same. Mine actually came from today. It's not the most white trash, but I'm working right now part-time at the doTERRA call center. Mm. It's It's been pretty good. But today I got a call. I'm on the Canada market right now. And I got a call from a lady. And it got oddly personal where she had asked, like, I've never been asked this before. But she asked, are you from Utah? And I said, well, yeah, I, like, grew up here. And then she's all like, oh, well, like, I didn't mean to offend you or anything. Like, I'm just wondering. And I'm like, well, I wasn't offended. Like, I didn't think it needed to be. And then no, later, I, I think I kind of found out why she thought it was offensive. Because at the end of the call, she said, I just got to ask you, are you a polygamist? And I was <laughs> just thinking, like, it kind of took me off guard. And my answer came out as, no, but I know one. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and we both know one. Yeah. We have a friend who's actually on the podcast. She's not a polygamist, but she came from a polygamist family. Her mm. name is Martha. But go check out her episode, Martha Bay Jenkins. She's pretty funny, freaking hilarious. But she came from a polygamous family, and it's like, uh, I don't know, it was just really weird. Like, I just thought about that, and I'm like, wow, that is one of the trashiest things maybe I could say being from Utah is, do you know a polygamist? Are you a polygamist? No, uh-huh. but I know one. <laughs> I <just> thought, wow. <laughs> I am trash. I but... actually... <laughs> I I worked for a company down from down in St. George, <laughs> passing the stone of uh, polygamy real quick. There you um, go. It's a big stone. <laughs> it's so huge. The company yeah. I worked for last year that <laughs> let me go two weeks after my daughter was born. Great place. Highly <laughs> recommend. Um, they closed the marketing department. It was nothing personal, but I took it personally because <laughs> I had a newborn. Anyway, um, they actually, a lot of the people who started the company all come from a polygamist community, including one of my coworkers who I worked with very directly. And one day, um, I found out that he, his dad was a polygamist. 
and he was raised in the polygamous community with multiple mothers. And so I, <laughs> I one time I have. I said, "Hey, <laughs> do you mind if I ask you some questions about?" It? He's like, "No, just don't ask me how many how many moms I have because I'm not going to tell you." So my first, <laughs> my first question was, "How many cards do you buy on Mother's Day?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I just buy flowers. <laughs> just buy a bouquet of flowers. Like, oh, well, got me that. <laughs> and you're like, hey, well, is this is this a bouquet of six flowers, twelve flowers, eighteen flowers? I gotta know. Yeah, he was like, I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So we had a polygamous trash story, John. I don't know if you've ever had one of those, but any white trash story will do for the stone. A polygamous trash story. Oh. <laughs> You know, other than the fact that my uh, aunt was raised in the Kingston clan, um, no, I don't have a polygamous trash story. And I don't really have a, a story um, related to that. But uh, and, and this this isn't uh, white trash, I guess in a way it is. But if you if you just want to hear like the grossest thing that's happened to me, I haven't this last week and it, it made me feel like absolute trash and. <laughs> I got mad at my wife because she started laughing at me when I did this. But um, I got the flu, okay? And I thought I was good. It had been like two days, and I'm sitting on the couch not paying attention. And I was like, you know what? I can probably squeeze one out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to go into any further detail other than the fact that I had to throw my underwear away. <laughs> so... <laughs> And your couch. Yeah, serious. I know. It was bad. I haven't listened to the podcast a ton. <laughs> Probably listened to about five or six episodes. One episode <laughs> I did listen to today had a story of one of your buddies who pooped while on a sales. That oh, was yeah. forever. So, Good old um, I just have a question. Am I just hitting the right stories right now? Well, or is it uh, let, me, let me tell you about this. Let me, let me just try and recruit you for summer sales because... I promise you, I promise you, if you go out and do summer sales, you will poop your pants. Oh, okay. Well, okay, it's sold. With money. Poop your pants with with money. Money. And money that you can use to buy more pants to poop in later. You can just wipe yourself with dollar bills by the end of it. You don't even care about the ones. You know what? That's what I was going to tell you. You don't wipe with ones. You wipe with fives. Who do you do sales for? Oh, I don't. I just did it one summer. Did you? Who did you do it for? Oh, Fox Pest Control. Oh, nice. Yeah. I always have to say the Pest Control after Fox because that's I, uh, how it goes. I served my mission in Italy, <laughs> and I uh, I don't care for talking to people who don't want to talk to me about stuff. Hey, Done. that's how it was in Sweden. You know, that's just how it goes. Yeah. I, you know? But I do have... I mean, as long as we're on the subject, I do have a pooping my pants story. <laughs> let's, let's hear it. So, Did you poop a bag uh, yet? So it's a one. Was it? I, it's just a one-off. Yeah, it was. It was. So I didn't realize at the time, but I was lactose intolerant. Also, I had. Dude, we're passing so many stones right now. Okay, so we're we're getting all sorts of like different layers to the the story. <laughs> So it was, it's a miracle that this only happened once in my <laughs> post-10-year-old life. Because I feel like you poop before you're 10, it's 
It's a it's watch. Fine. Right. <laughs> you get away with it. But I'm dead, it's like, dude, you know better. You, you've been around yeah. times. You better not put your pants. You right. know your body's telling you what you need. <laughs> so, um, so, sorry, this is just the nerdiest place to have pooped my pants. <laughs> I uh, was in line at Walmart yes. at 7 p.m. <laughs> to buy Harry Potter 7 that came out at midnight. It was me and my brother and my my good friend Taft, and we were the only people in line. We were the only people. I don't know why I felt so committed to staying in line, and I'm just like going to the bathroom, poop my pants a little. I, I gambled and lost. Gamble on a fart. Got yep, more it's a GL fart, dude. Oh yeah. Just went bought another pack of underwear from Walmart because. Because you were there already. <laughs> Went to the bathroom, threw away one pair, put another pair on, no problem. I can't. I have to say though, I was very frustrated because I was dedicated. I pooped my pants and stayed. Right. Later that night, around 9 p.m., our parents show up. My my parents and my friend Taft's parents are like, "Hey, look, no one else is in line. Let's go grab some dinner. You guys can eat, and then we'll come back." So we go to Taco Amigo just down the street. If you haven't been to Taco Amigo, oh. and you're not in Pleasant Grove or Linden, you're going to hate it. Everyone outside of Pleasant Grove <laughs> and Linden. Amigo. Except oh, Kenzie. I love Taco Amigo. I've Kenzie been there. Basically <laughs> adopted into the family. Yes. <laughs> but everyone who, who eats there, everyone who's married to someone outside of Utah or outside of Pleasant Grove, they're just like, I don't I don't get it. Why do you, why do you like this? And we don't know how to explain, but it's Is awesome. Is there tortillas? Really tort- I eat their burgers, so I don't have. Oh, that. I don't eat meat, so I don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Mm. But but anyway. Anyway. So we go to Taco Amigo, and we was there for way too long. And what <laughs> that was, middle school me was like, "Okay, guys, let's get back." So I finally get back at like ten thirty, and <laughs> straight up the line is like just miles long. So we end up having we were there from like five to nine. Five in the afternoon to 9 p.m. Our parents pick us up. No one is in line. By the time we get back, we were like 200th in line. I was so mad. I was so mad. I was like, I didn't want food anyway. I was good here. I pooped my pants and still stayed. And now this is what I get for it. Not first in line for Harry Potter 7. Oh, boy. It is. That is a sad tale, especially because of the commitment you showed, and then it just shows the danger of uh, having parents. Or trusting anyone ever. <laughs> yeah. <Right? laughs> and, and at that point, you were solely independent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't trust them. That's you my did not problem. depend on <laughs> depends. <laughs> don't trust farts. Sometimes don't trust your parents if you're in line to get Harry Potter 7. You just stay there. Don't trust don't, polygamists. Don't trust polygamists. <laughs> yeah, we might have to uh, put a little disclaimer at the start of that. <laughs> we love all people. Yeah. We accept all of them, but that doesn't mean that we trust all of them. <laughs> I love that, though. Your parents don't even listen to this, and they made you get out of line for Harry Potter 7. Oh, man. <laughs> the they? worst. <laughs> but in all seriousness, if you guys are listening to this right now, we, uh, I don't know, I'd say we, I'm the one that said it, but I know that John will want it too. Um, we want to make $10 by the end of the year so we can buy two Little Caesars pizzas. And we just want your guys' help with that. All it takes is views. So please share the episode, tell your friends, 
subscribe, do whatever it is you can do. Help See, us get there. And and we're not even asking for you to pay the tax on those two Little Caesars no. pizzas because we know that it's going to be over $10. Yeah, we just, we're covering that. Yeah, <laughs> we just want the two Little Caesars pizzas <laughs> minus the tax. Guys, I am, I am an... Uh, I'm not an avid listener. I've listened. <laughs> I've listened. <laughs> I know the segments. That's pretty good, considering. Um, that being said, I, as a listener, I think we can do more. I think we can shoot for extra most bestest. <laughs> and a bag of crazy bread. Let's yeah. go. Just give him. Just give him twenty dollars. If you guys can do that. I will pay the tax. <laughs> if, that, if that's not the most white trash thing we've ever done. We were talking before before recording. We were talking about how Little Caesars. I I served in Italy. I know pizza. I love Little Caesars. That being said, you don't eat Little Caesars and think better of yourself afterwards. No. You no. Think, man, I, I had something and I lost it just now. I lost it. Something good. Goodness <laughs> left my body just now. Yeah. Right? But you also gained some weight, too. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's really no such thing as most bestest, though, when it comes to it, like in the aftermath. Oh, but absolutely not. Every single time. When my Unless you want to be absolutely amazed when you turn around and look in the toilet. It is not extra most bestest. No. <laughs> it's extra most something. Yeah. <laughs> extra most buy some new underwear at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, when my daughter was born though, the Little Caesars was the closest thing. To, like we literally were walking distance to a grocery store and McDonald's and Little Caesars. I probably ate Little Caesars 50 times in the first 6 months of my daughter's life. That's not bad. <laughs> it's like do I want to make dish, do dishes and go grocery shopping, grocery shopping and eat something that's going to take an hour? Or five bucks, six bucks from feeling extra most. <laughs> go, go hook it up, and then two by adults get two of their giant soft drinks for a dollar each. Best ever in the world. I had a whole routine. I knew what I was doing. See, and you know what? People think that millennials don't know how to provide for themselves, but you do. You Here's just, okay. you just know how to. <laughs> I know I've been telling a lot of stories, but I have a story about this McDonald's. It was the worst McDonald's ever, okay? Okay, folks? The worst. So one time, I lived next to this thing. Like, I knew this McDonald's. Like, I knew the employees better than I knew my my neighbors. You almost said parents Because they were my neighbors. And so um, I go one time. I <clears throat> what time their walk-in closes because I live there. And I walk, I, like, I have the choice, like, do I be lazy and drive and go through the drive-thru, or do I walk the half block to get there and just walk in? So I'm like, I'm not going to be lazy, I'll walk. So I walk and go to open the door, and it's locked. I'm like, what the <laughs> censored for you? That You're welcome for saving that it. Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I mean, either way. <laughs> okay, what the <laughs> yeah, I'll get the beep beep noise in there. <laughs> I like finally like waved down an employee's employee through the window. She's like, "Oh, we don't have enough employees working tonight, so uh, 
it's closed. I'm like, so I just can't get anything. She's like, well, just go to the first window. I'm like, it's just me. I don't have a car. I'm alone. She's like, don't worry about it. So I have to like kind of weasel. Like there are cars in the drive. <laughs> so it's not like I'm like walking up to a window. It's like, excuse me, car. Let me get between you and the person inside you and the window and make a quick order. And so I'm like, and the worst part was all I was getting was two large sodas. I wasn't getting anything. So it's like I just, two large Dr. Peppers. And like, two large Dr. Peppers? I'm like, yep, yeah, that's it. That's all. And he's like, okay, go to the next window. I'm like, seriously? So I like, get out, like, stop being wedged between the car and the window. Go to the next window. And there's a giant truck. And the guy in there looked like he was starving and giant and mad. And he didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't really know what I was doing. And so I get it there. And the lady's like, two sodas, two large sodas. I'm like, yep, those are mine. I walk in. I just like leave. I'm done. And get home. And they're Coke, not Dr. Pepper. And my wife hates Coke. And this is when she was pregnant. So not okay. Anything but Dr. Pepper. So, like, literally, she drank some Coke and just started sobbing. She was like, no, this is Coke. This isn't Dr. Pepper. And I was so mad. And I went back a million times because they were right there. <laughs> they didn't lose my but, business, and they should have. You should have driven across town to the other McDonald's. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, okay. Sorry. So, so, no, really quick, before we jump into the hometown spotlight, there is a story that I want to share, speaking of censoring with Wyatt, that I just remembered. But So when we were in high school, somebody that we also interviewed, her name is Allie Haas. Um, we, Allie Haas Smith. Oh, I had a huge crush on her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for good reason. But She's the best. What She's was, beautiful, too. Oh, yeah. Sorry if you're listening to this, Tanner. But not sorry. <laughs> Tanner, your you wife's did beautiful. amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, kudos to you. I asked her out once. Guess what I heard? No. Nothing. <laughs> you. Kudos to you, man. Way to my go. Wife, my wife gave up. But, but <laughs> Allie did not be but anyway, Allie was telling me that she thought people like me and Wyatt were cool in high school. Because well, we were because we were in Yeah, really. Because we were in radio. And we worked oh. at our school station and we worked at TV broadcasting too. Wyatt and I did a lot with um, we're the station. Basically best friends. Oh man. But Spencer was a little too cool for me and I understand. Oh, no, way. no way. But it was the hair, huh? Yeah. We started filming a show. We only ended up doing two episodes. <laughs> that uh, It was called The Classroom. It was our spoof on The Office. And every advanced TV video class does it. Maybe that was our problem. But in one of one of the characters that we created, I'm pretty sure it was me and Wyatt that even thought of it. Yeah. His name was Kurtley. Super, he's a really funny guy. Was, doing yeah. great. But, I mean, this is 90% based on the actual person. Yeah. So, like, we could... <laughs> Like, if we were doing writing credits, his parents get the writing credit for birth. For, yeah. <laughs> we get, like, <laughs> assistant writing credit for, like, changing his name to, like, Kurt Lee instead of Kurt. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he, um, he, he was, like, a, not, like, an innocent kid, but he could kind of, like, snap, like, in a second, but never would really swear. But, he like, he, you would see him just get angry. 
And so we created a character for him that, like, we just bleep him, like, partway through, like, everything. But, like, <laughs> but the whole point was that the, we were going to say the editors of the show just didn't yeah. like him. <laughs> they <laughs> so, they him. so he wasn't actually saying anything. So he's like, this is so dumb. And then bleep him. It's like, this is so, so beep. <laughs> Like, whoa. I just remember this Halloween episode. He started shaking his fist. No, he went, yeah, yeah. he went fist bumped in the air. Yeah. Nobody told him to do it, but I was like, hey, we should blur it out like he's flipping every line. Yeah. Sleep it. So it just looks like he's like, F you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the weirdest concept. He was so bad. Shout out to Kurt Lee. He's doing awesome. <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> that was no. just fun. <laughs> Another, just a real quick story about Kurt. We had lockers next to each other in junior high. And he was like, he was just one of those. I was a nerd. I got picked on a lot. That being said, I picked on Kurt. So that, if that gives you any context of who, <laughs> of who he um, is. We had like the lower lockers where you had to kneel to like use our lockers. And so yeah. we were kneeling next to each other one day at our lockers. <laughs> I made fun of him. And he tried punching me in the nuts. But, like, just logistically, like, a punch to the side while you're kneeling. It just, like, it was just, like, it didn't have a ton of momentum because he had to, like, not hit my locker door. And so it just, like, kind of looked like he was just throwing a grab me. I was like, whoa, dude, calm down. <laughs> but Kurt is an amazing guy. Oh, I have to say, is. though, he was one of the most, like, professional like he got he did so much in broadcasting oh he did i mean he's bald now which yeah <laughs> sucks to suck but i don't know how that happened <laughs> he went to his mission came back bald so bald <laughs> <laughs> yeah that same class there's another kid in there andrew gill um he never said like two words but it just reminded me because he like the point of this too was like andrew is the most mild-mannered person probably wouldn't get mad if you punched him in the face like wouldn't say a word about it. Super kind of reserved and whatnot. His character, we designed him to just get mad at, like, the simplest things and, like, flip out about it. So in the first episode, he's, like, freaking out because his chair sucks. So he's, like, sitting there and he's just, like, grunting a little bit. And then he runs outside and just goes, I hate this freaking chair, and throws it on the ground. And the chair, like, breaks and everything. Every episode after that, because everybody's, like, a little bit scared of him at that point. So then every episode after that, he had a lazy boy recliner, like, sitting in his chair. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's afraid of, like, the kid that says nothing until, like, something bothers him. And it's a chair. <laughs> and he puts out. the best chair. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. But that's kind of, you know, that's something that I think really only people who went to Pleasant Grove High School can almost, like, get the opportunity to do and then, like, continue on. And that's kind of, you know, thank goodness we were born in Linden and Pleasant Grove that got to grow up in that situation but that's our uh, hometown spotlight now why you know the segment listeners out there know it can't believe we're already doing it we're like 20 minutes into the episode but <laughs> I know. Uh, but why let's talk a little bit about your hometown where did you grow up so i'm from pleasant grove utah it's uh the metropolitan central capital of the western u.s <laughs> <laughs> everybody is dying to go there you know New York City? It's oh, yeah. Compared to PG. <laughs> PG, NYC, 
PG. PG is two letters. NYC is it's three, three letters. So you, you do the math. Yeah. It's shorter. It's quicker. And I heard that PG is actually the capital of New York as well. well yeah. Yeah. But kind of like, a, you know, it's one of those, like, we let them think that, but really we're better than them. Yeah. yeah no, like, I got you. Like your little brother think that he's playing, but the controller's not even plugged in. Yeah. I was brother growing up, just for the record. I'm the one like, yeah, we're playing – we're playing the the wrestling game and the con- controller wasn't even plugged in. <laughs> Doing nothing. <laughs> anyway, Pleasant Grove, great place. Um, most notable thing about Pleasant Grove, Strawberry Days. Yes. It's the longest running tradition in Utah state history. So Woo. no one else has celebrated anything longer than Strawberry Days. That includes Christmas. That includes birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> that includes life itself. Natives of Utah since before, before, Christmas. Yeah, before Christmas. So uh, we're going on about 2,050 years right now. That's not bad. Yeah. Before Utah was even an official territory, they were celebrating. Yeah. Can't even speak. <laughs> It was uh, it's actually Nephite tradition. Originally, <laughs> the Nephites and the Lamanites got together, celebrated Strawberry Days. For those of and you guys the, don't know, that's, that's reference to the, the, Book of, the Book of Mormon. And then they went to war. If you don't know what that is and you're listening to this podcast, impressive. I just gotta say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's a very Utah thing. This is a very Utah podcast. No offense to anyone. But... I mean... What's kind of funny is, so 77% of our listeners are in Utah, and then, I don't know, the rest is like a lot of 1% and less than 1% states, yeah. and then a couple other countries, I've which is a little Tunisia interesting. Tunisia is one. Yes, that was on our old site. Now that we're on Anchor, um, we lost a lot of them, uh, which is a little interesting. It is easier to get on Anchor, but I think we're actually getting to our better audience at this point and actually reaching the right people, because, yeah, the other one... I don't know. I think that people were going to that site for other reasons. <laughs> I, don't know no. I don't like it. Well, it was called spoochmedia.com. Oh, so. yeah. Well, <laughs> I think so, yeah. It was not what I expected. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that a certain industry would reach out to me for the domain name yeah, at some I was point. More and that's how, balloons, how but... I would make my money. <laughs> but in any case, um, so you do know. I come from the city of Dreamsland in Utah. John comes from the land of plenty, bountiful. And so, what would you nickname Pleasant Grove? Um, Pleasant Grove. <laughs> I may have given it a different name ten years ago when we were in high school. Different name, but I think it's about time that Pleasant Grove embraced the fact that it is <laughs> Snake Oil City. Come to Pleasant Grove, home of DoTerra and <laughs> and Oil Lap and. All your oils, essential oil, essential needs. Hashtag anti-vaxxers. The Wild West Medication Central. Oh, God. You literally don't need ibuprofen anymore. Uh, I think I need a new job now because I might get fired. Please, sir, tell me me an ailment you you suffer from. My knee hurts. Your knee hurts. Well, I got just the essential oil for you. Peppermint essential oil. 
put that under your nose, you'll totally forget your knee hurts because your lips burning, your nostrils are burning, everything's burning. I'm gonna start upselling like that. Okay, tell me another another. Don't, don't, don't use the deep blue rub that's there for that specific. My purpose. my <laughs> other knee hurts. Your other knee oh, hurts. I would I would suggest uh, getting a whole bottle of. Melaleuca. Uh, uh, Melaleuca. <laughs> just chugging it. You won't feel a thing for an hour. Just lob that knee off. <laughs> okay. Wait. All right. This this is my last one. This is my last one. My kidney hurts. Oh, uh, there's nothing that can help you with that. I'm sorry, sir. Yeah. That's... <laughs> kidneys. Kidneys are beyond medical help. I had this fella. He could no. not eat chocolate lest he piss out a kidney stone the size of a baby tooth. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I was talking about my kid's knee, but you know, that works. <laughs> Snake Oil City, Pleasant Grove, Utah. <laughs> I gotta admit, since talking with a lot of the doterrorists and helping their members for selling these oils. Some of them, I really don't think understand the purpose of them. And even doTERRA is trying to shift like to a more Western approach as well. They're building like medical centers and clinics where people do get like actual medicine in addition to essential oils. But what's really funny to me is like one lady called, it was she, my coworker took it and she was telling me about it. She was all like, I didn't really know what to say, but they said that they were gargling tea tree oil, which if you don't know, tea tree oil is not supposed to be ingested. It's a skin cleanser. So it would be the equivalent of like gargling acne medicine. <laughs> and she was doing that. She goes, I know that it's going to have benefits eventually for me. I don't really know if I'm seeing those now. And we, she was like, I didn't know what to tell her. But it, what came out was, I think you should call poison control. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, that's probably the right thing to say. <laughs> Go gag yourself. Like, you got to get that out of you. Oh, my gosh. But some people, man, I don't know. They really take it too far, and I like snake oil city. I, I, <laughs> I do have to say, I have a lot of ties to doTERRA. My brother is an executive of doTERRA. He's literally in Hong Kong right now on behalf of doTERRA. So that being said, it doesn't mean I respect them. <laughs> they're, they're company and they're successful. I, until just today, have been unemployed for the last month, so I really can't can't give them anything <laughs> winning financially between the two of us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. Well, I think with that, we're really getting to know Wyatt pretty well. So I don't even know if we need this question, John, but. Now that we know his hometown, let's try to get to know Wyatt a little bit better with um, the get to know you question of the week that you came up with. All right. We've we've already kind of passed some stones based off of one of our favorite food items or rather. Yeah. Pizza. Now, my my question is, does pineapple belong on pizza? Oh, man. Ins, (laughs) outs, rebuttals. I just okay. <laughs> Let me start by saying pizza does not belong like, on a pineapple. Pizza <laughs> is like people. If you say one type of person or one type of pizza, 
is bad, <laughs> you're a racist. I agree with you. <laughs> that being said. <laughs> oh, no. I feel we're going to come Sorry. to a misunderstanding here. Sorry. We always, we always <laughs> pineapple on pizza. But do we ever think, why did we start with pineapple? And why are we satisfied with pineapple? Here's the here's. I love Italian pizza. I love American pizza with your status. I love Royal Caesars, despite the fact that it's probably going to be the reason why I die. <laughs> that being said, I just pineapple isn't the best thing for pizza. Do you know what is really good on pizza? I one time had a pizza from Salt Lake, a place called Pie Hole. If you can go, it is top notch. They have different slices that they do every day, and they serve it by the slice. There was one pizza that they had that was a Hawaiian barbecue pizza. It had Hawaiian pulled pork and oh. jalapeno and mango. Now tell me, why did we stop at pineapple? <laughs> why the are thing they- is, the thing is, we didn't stop at pineapple though. We have. So- <laughs> we are well, so satisfied with actually pineapple. you know what i'd say america has but other people haven't but that's the thing. i We're i've had a- bananas i've had you know what other <laughs> do you guys know um that episode of the office where creed is like watching i can't remember who it was debating but like they're in an argument and creed just goes like <laughs> to the greatest mind the greatest minds engaged in a battle and i got a front row seat right <laughs> now here's the thing do i think pineapple belongs on pizza no i don't oh my gosh no, no, no. but listen that's my palate that being said do I think that other people should be okay with pineapple on their pizza? No, I don't think they should. I think there's more potential. I think you can go further. Okay. Well, what, what we have established is that you aren't starting with the baby steps. People can't take other fruit yet. They have but, to start with pineapple. Okay. But how is pineapple becoming, like, the baby step? Like, when I think about it... Because SpongeBob lived in a pineapple under the sea. Here's a little bit of facts about pineapple that you might not know. You know how when you eat pineapple, your mouth gets really raw? Yeah, it's acidic. No. That's what you... The the (laughs) big pharma wants you to do. (laughs) I know, because I've been taking Tums after I eat pineapple. It has an enzyme in it that breaks down your mouth literally breaks down the skin cells in your mouth or whatever. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what's inside your mouth. The cells in your mouth. essential oil yeah. for that. <laughs> so that's why, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of doing this, but you put pineapple juice in marinades for meat, and it helps break down because it literally, it's an enzyme breaking down the proteins. That being said, what about something that literally destroys your body makes it a baby step? Have you looked at a pineapple? I tried handing my daughter a pineapple the other day. She's one year old. She didn't know the ins and outs of where to even touch it. It looked like a weapon in every way. That's what it I is. Like, 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 it's disgusting to eat something like a banana peel or an orange peel, but it won't impale you if you try to eat it. Yeah. A pineapple. Not, you're not trying hard enough, Spooch. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, okay, so in the end... <laughs> In the I end, you don't believe pineapple should be on pizza. 
I love pineapple on pizza. <laughs> okay, well, for, for me, it depends on the place. If it is from Little Caesars, I already clearly don't care about what's going in my body. <laughs> That's okay with me. Pineapple on a Little Caesars pizza. If it's from a fancier place like Giordano's, like one of those nicer pizza places, then, yeah, probably not. <laughs> I'll give you this. Have your pineapple on <laughs> Take it and run with it. Be that child that's inside <laughs> five years old. But hey, remember, I am six, remember, thank you. Still dipping pizza in root beer. When you have that option, when you have that option, any of other options you've never tried, try something new. Do you want to know my favorite toppings on pizza? Okay. Mangoes. No one gives me an answer, so I'm just going to say it. My favorite pizza <laughs> toppings. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually my question was what are your favorite toppings my favorite toppings on pizza are they are ham just like your hawaiian pizza so we're that's canadian so- bacon thank you very much it's, it's ham and you know it <laughs> get out of here just because you're from northern utah doesn't mean you're not american <laughs> Get out of here with a Canadian bacon. <laughs> Isn't that such an American thing, though? Like, how many Americans have been to Canada and thought, wow, they're eating ham as if it was bacon? <laughs> they came back I said, mean, this is Canadian bacon. <laughs> at some points, it was probably like a slur at some point. It's like, what are you eating? Ham? Oh, you mean Canadian bacon? <laughs> Because it's, it's not as tough as American bacon. <laughs> it's not the fat. The wussy Canadians eat the ham, and we're over here eating the the, the belly of the pig, the bacon. <laughs> anyway. Anywho. So favorite toppings, we so have ham. Ham. Cooked ham. Not prosciutto. <laughs> to- totally different item. Then mushrooms. I know that's oh not my, a favorite. Ugh. No, oh, but here's the thing. Mushrooms with, this is where everyone's going to be like, this dude's crazy. How can I ever trust him? Cream. As a topping. Cook what cream. kind of cream? Like just cooking cream. Cooking cream. Yeah. Not so like, it's a thing that they do in Italy. You do oh, like, like creme fraiche. Normal. Ham. Uh, mushrooms or fungi as they call it. Yeah. Um, actually, fun fact for you. The word prosciutto we use to refer to prosciutto crudo or raw, like cured ham. Actually just means ham, prosciutto. So when they say prosciutto, they mean cooked ham, which is the opposite of what we mean when we say prosciutto in English. So (laughs) fun facts for you, folks. Going back to Canadian bacon. (laughs) We're backwards on everything. Canada, Italy, the U.S. Normal pizza, (laughs) ham, mushrooms and then a little bit of cream just like in little dollops it'll change your life was it a dollop of daisy but the thing that bothers me about pineapple on pizza is i feel like the people who advocate for pineapple on pizza only want pineapple on pizza that's all they care about they don't care about expanding their palate they don't care about understanding the world of pizza they just want their pineapple and they're the racists there's the one saying pineapple is the only thing on pizza, and I don't care. I will tell you, you literally only need bread and pineapple. You don't even need sauce and cheese. This is a perfect example, you bigot. 
This you is definitely are, not where I thought this was going. You are the reason. You are the reason. Why? Humanity. Why what? Why humanity is failing. I said it. Because people like you just advocate for your own minorical needs. Get that pineapple on pizza approval. You're done. You're not going to advocate for people who want cream on their pizza, are you? I'm no, I'm not. Actually, no, I do love creme fraiche. Is it creme fraiche is what no, you're talking it, about? Straight, like it gets cooked in the in the oven, so it gets a little bit like less liquidy, but it's just straight cream. Oh my gosh. Oh, like straight from the teat. I get it. Yeah, straight from the teat. Right out of the cow. <laughs> if I ever or buy a pizza oven, I'll invite you guys over and we can have I'll do half without the the Canadian, the Canadian bacon, and some without pineapple. I'll, I'll bring the pineapple down. No, yeah. you're not invited. <laughs> I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna show up anyway. Northern Utah. I don't care if there's Idaho between you. You belong in Canada. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. So moving on from that and uh, ending that debate, that apparently turned into the is it okay to question. Uh, I'm going to give another one. So mine, I thought this might be more spirited, but after be. that, it might be. I'm not thinking it will. <laughs> um, so one of Wyatt's favorite movies, I know, or just one that he's seen a lot, is The Truman Show. Solid movie. <laughs> and um, I'm just, just I wondering, Wyatt, is, uh, is it okay to Truman Show someone? Like, you meet somebody when they're really young and you set their life up as if it was a TV show and sell it off for profit as if you were uh, Christopher. Christopher. I just call him Christopher. Oh, okay. Christopher. <laughs> Sorry. How dare I? Um, okay, well, I don't know if you guys... Have you seen the... You've seen the show, right, John? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I love Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah, he's, he's amazing in the Truman Show. <laughs> He, I think he plays the ocean. <laughs> really got he's, a, he's, a, he's a pirate out there, you know? It led to pirates, though, because he did yeah. such a good job at the ocean. I mean, they're like, he killed in that storm scene at the, the end. And honestly, we need him back. We need him. He is a force of nature, literally. No. So here's, here's my question real quick. This is just... On the topic of Truman Show, and then we'll get into answering your question. This is more of a like uh, a hypothetical for you guys to ponder as you go about your life. What would be the more there's there's no better way to make sure you don't think you're in the Truman Show than to make a movie called The Truman Show that literally dictates exactly what's going on in your life. Well, have you ever thought of that? No, I as I was watching it, I thought that. Like, that's the exact perfect way to, like, let your guard down. Like, oh, they made the movie with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Johnny Depp. <laughs> and to say that's deeper than Johnny Depp's performance as the ocean. <laughs> they got pretty deep. Yeah. Um, Johnny Depp. But in all seriousness, you can live in that city. It's a city in Florida. Um, oh boy! <laughs> sorry, what was the question? Is it okay to Truman Show someone? Um, I would, I would have to say yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think people deserve to know the truth about everything. I think people need to have a limit. I'm just kidding. Of course it's not. It's terrible. <laughs> Truman, here's the thing. I don't think you can Truman Show someone. I don't think 
people are ever first off i don't think regardless of how much of the world you know even if you start from you know moment he's born at some point he's going to start noticing this isn't real like even if it's <laughs> not like even if he doesn't understand that himself it's kind of like it's kind of like when you gr- growing up and you don't necessarily have someone tell you like here's an example <laughs> the other day <clears throat> i realized my parents were poor when i was growing up and the way i realized it was that i realized i had never heard outside of my own home about the concept of a veggie burrito which <laughs> is a burrito with beans refried beans um cheese um lettuce and sunflower seeds do you know do you know what that is have you ever heard of that <laughs> No. It's a veggie burrito. So what about sunflower seeds and a burrito? Yeah, your parents had money to pay for meat, I guess. <laughs> my parents obviously didn't because they invented a whole new food. But like oh, nobody yeah. told me, nobody told me that's proof that your parents didn't have money for meat. But I understood eventually because I started to realize, okay, things aren't adding up. And despite my parents giving me no reason to doubt the validity of a pie, uh, not pineapple pizza. There's no validity in pineapple. <laughs> the validity of a veggie burrito. I eventually figured out the truth. And again, not because anyone was like, that's not a thing. It was like me realizing one day, like, that's not a thing. <laughs> like, I can go to Fiji because that's where he wants to go. He wants to go to Fiji. He's like, right. I can go to Fiji. And I think the thing that really happens in Truman Show would be what would happen eventually. Because, like, mm-hmm. every day he is not breaking out. It's just a normal day. But, like, if he chooses to do anything outside, like, if, if he has any moment of realization, it's all going to end. It's like, it doesn't, it, because it, it's just going to compounding. It's like, it's like if you erase his memory every day, you might be able to keep him in captivity for his entire life. And he would never know better. But if you see one thing mess up, it's going to nag at you and it's going to hold on to you. And eventually years down the line, well, however long it's going to take, it's kind of like, I have this theory about like the garden of Eden, the whole idea of Adam and Eve. <laughs> what if they were in the garden of Eden for like 600 years and they didn't eat the fruit, but eventually they did because it just was bound to happen eventually. <laughs> like Almost kind of like law of averages. Yeah, right? exactly. It's just it's bound to happen eventually. <laughs> They're gonna slip up. He's gonna figure out the truth. And if you're trying to keep someone in captivity for 60, 80, 100 years, however long you live, chances are you're gonna slip up and he's gonna figure it out and he's gonna say good afternoon, good evening, and good night and walk, walk out. out the door. And then above Johnny Depp. Oh, also fun fact for you. If you've seen the show Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Scully from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think it's Scully, the one with the, the crop top. Yeah. yeah. Scully is in the Truman Show. He oh. plays a security guard. Oh, you know really? what? I did realize that when we started watching it back in Logan, actually. What? Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No, uh, the Truman Show. <laughs> we did. Oh. Yeah. Right when we like first got our apartment, actually. Anyway... Um, but I think, you know, so in answering that, hands down to Wyatt and Johnny Depp for his incredible performance Man, in the Truman just, Show. I can't, we should watch that. <laughs> we really, I really should. can't get over it. <laughs> just like, 
Because, you know, it's one of those performances that it was like, I watched it probably five or six times. Or someone was like, you know that giant depth is the ocean, right? Like, what? <laughs> I was like, I knew it was someone good, but like, I, I know. See, that. and I'm like, I'm the type of person that literally watches a movie to read the credits after, and that's how I knew. Yeah, that's well, how you saw it. The thing is that you have to like, they put it in fine print because they didn't want it to get out. Because it's like, it's one of those things. It's like if they let it get out that they hired someone like Johnny Depp and put him in such a pivotal <laughs> role, but didn't show his face. Like, you know, people would. Storm the theater, literally. Yeah, like literally, storm, like storm. like storm. hurricane, water, ocean, sharks, oh, sharknado. Shark but <laughs> in any case, um, in my opinion, just plain and simple, I actually think ethically probably not okay. Legally, it actually is okay. I mean, Supreme Court has said you can videotape someone without their consent and knowledge. Well, it so, depends on the state, I think. It is. It is a state rule, but I believe Utah, you actually can. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the state that is. I had a PowerPoint here that told me I'm, but I can't. actually, I don't know if you guys have listened to the podcast cold about oh, the yeah. Susan Powell case. Great podcast. If you're sick of this podcast, jump on over. I'm just kidding. Jump on over to <laughs> Stay here. We love you. I love you. And I don't even know you. They don't know you either, but I can't pretend like I know you through you hearing my voice all the time. Anyway, on cold, they talked about how they couldn't record Josh Powell without his yeah. consent in Washington. So in Washington, it's illegal. So that's a different rule, though, too, though, because what's weird is that the Supreme Court had ruled initially that you cannot do an audio recording without both parties knowing. And now in the state, in Utah, only one of the parties needs to know for an audio recording. But for whatever reason, they didn't care about videos. And it might just be because the rule came out a lot later and they didn't realize that video cameras would be tiny. Yeah. So <laughs> there is that. But in any case, um, uh, John, what what were you thinking on that? Is it okay to Truman show someone? <clears throat> you know, I'm going to tell you right now, and this doesn't really connect on a lot of levels, but I think the government's doing that to all of us. Mm-hmm. Think about Area 51 for a second. <laughs> we think that Area 51 is a place where the government doesn't want us to be, right? But what if we are Area 51 and Area 51 is the way out? Hmm. Here's my here's my two cents on that. If Area 51 is where I want to be, I don't want to leave Area 51. <laughs> I mean, Area 51 is trash. <laughs> no, I'm saying no, no. Area 51 is the entrance to where we oh, want to be. Yeah. I, so I was gonna say if that's like where no, like, <laughs> where the party's happening and we're like. We're the little brothers who were like left in the basement with a door locked and said, "This is the party. It's just you and your stuffed animal." And everyone starts laughing at you, and you, your brother comes down and pulls your underwear over your head. <laughs> if that, <laughs> anyway. Uh, sorry. I... So getting out of my past. <laughs> Are you speaking from personal experience? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I have five older brothers. I'm the youngest of six boys, and um. Don't do that to your kids. If you <laughs> if you get to your fifth kid and it's a boy, and then you get pregnant again, just assume it's better off not in your family. <laughs> and send it for just, adoption. Yeah, just give it to someone else. Because <laughs> trust me, being the, the last of six boys is just like, it's a punishment <laughs> enough. It's hard enough. <laughs> it's a punishment for sure. But, um, so yeah, but so if we're already living the Truman Show, is it just okay? 
No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to give an example because that was a random thought that I had. <laughs> we might already be in it. So it's not okay, but hey, we might be living in it. And we'll yep. see at some point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the other thing we're going to see at some point is that, you know, our death. Eventually we are going to die. And uh, that is something that, you know, we like to do on the program because you've listened. For any first-time listeners out there, for all of our guests that we do pass stones with, we do like to write them an obituary uh, just at the end of the show. So we take a little bit of a break, and uh, we get that taken care of today for Wyatt. So, um, uh, Swedish John, uh, what's coming up next? Um, obituaries. Well, yeah, but what is our uh, in-between? In <laughs> <laughs> Some free ska music. There you go. Wait, I remember <laughs> real quick. Can, yeah. I, can I write obituaries for you guys? Well, yeah, oh. nobody's ever asked You that. know what? Let's do that. We're going to switch it around. You're going to write no, two. I want to hear your obituaries for me. I have We're a feeling all... John is going to kill me <laughs> with like a giant pineapple. And, uh, I don't know. I want to hear it, though. And if that was your idea, I trust that you're not going to steal it from me. So if It you... actually wasn't. So now. Okay, perfect. Do, what you're, do your worst, though. I want to die. But okay, so why why is going to be writing obituaries for us? We'll be writing obituaries for him, and we'll be back right after this free ska music. <laughs> All right, welcome back. Uh, Wyatt, was your weight pleasant? <laughs> um, I've got to be honest. It grove to really appreciate this podcast. <laughs> like that was a stretch. That was impressive. I know. You try to come up with a grove pun off the top of your head while you already stop talking. Go for it. Do it right now. I can't because it's not hard. I grove. I grove. That's not even a word. Like even if I was trying to say I grew, <laughs> I grove. I grooved. <laughs> That is a word. I just realized it. But not but groved. Not groved. <laughs> In any case, um, we are going <laughs> to share some words now that uh, that we've all written. We'll let John go last so he can have a little bit of time uh, to think just a little bit more about his. He's a little bit self-conscious about his words today, but that's okay. It happens. So um, We still love you. Yeah. You might so, not. Oh, thank you, guys. You're a bitch, though. <laughs> so, in fact, let's have Wyatt go first. Okay. <laughs> We'll go from there. <laughs> so I do want to point out, I don't know their middle names, so these aren't their middle names, but we're, we're gonna we're going with it. Spencer Jesus Holsey and John John Junior Robert Downing, uh, because his father is obviously Robert, Robert Downing Junior. Mm-hmm. Uh, Same spelling and everything. Be combined due to their deaths being in tandem. Spencer sixty nine. <laughs> Died while trying to help John, 70, to the John after a major bowel movement accident. John had a bad pineapple on his pizza. Is there such thing as a good pineapple on pizza? Uh-huh. I didn't know it was very, so it's funny. And later died from being eaten from the inside out by pineapple enzymes. Spencer died of laughter due to the large nature of the movement. Spencer survived by stardust. A rabbit that we thought should have died years ago, but is, in fact, alive and well, and five children, not including the sixth child who was given up for adoption, is now president of North America. Uh, by the way, in this timeline... North what? America combined. 
No, no, no. No, ours. Our baby. Yeah, yeah. you have five kids. Give up the six for adoption because okay. <laughs> it's better for then everyone. That's too much, yeah. <laughs> um, but in my timeline, North America all becomes one country, including Canada. And we get rid of the term Canadian bacon because it's actually a bigotry term. <laughs> um, he joins his lovely wife in heaven because I know that Spencer's not allowed to die before you. So. It's true. Yeah. There you go. Um, Good knowledge. John is survived by no one. He was left. <laughs> he was left by everyone due to his bigotry toward differing pizza views. He will not. Be <laughs> and this isn't this isn't in the obituary, but the real reason why the obituaries are in tandem is because Spencer's kids felt bad because they knew no one would actually write you an obituary. <laughs> For Uncle John. <laughs> but you know what? You know, at least I get a little bit of sympathy. I was thinking that nobody would have even given two craps, so. <laughs> oh, you gave plenty yeah. of craps. <laughs> oh, boy. It was more out of pity. Like, don't think of it like, kind of like how you see, like, a homeless person. Like, oh, that sucks for them. Oh, you feel you, bad like, for them. You, go and buy something for $100 and don't even think twice. <laughs> That's about what they did. They're just like, well, it's kind of funny, and it's kind of it makes our dad looks better because this guy's such a loser. Oh well, good. Yeah, I mean, oh, at least he served a purpose, right? Right. <laughs> maybe, yeah, at least I did serve a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give up pineapple on pizza, maybe your life will turn out better. We'll see. <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, well, we'll, we'll continue on. Here's mine for Wyatt. <laughs> It says, uh, hey, wait, wait, real quick. I do want to say, John, I love you. You're a great person. <laughs> Dude, no problem. <laughs> we, During the intermission, uh, he did give me permission to be mean. But <laughs> oh, of course. Dude, I gave you all the permission in the world and I expected yeah. it. I just want to make sure the viewer, listeners out there know I'm not the worst person. John is the worst person to John. Yes. <laughs> like, if anybody wants to. To just get rid of somebody on this earth, it would be me. Okay, if you guys if you want to reach out to the podcast and just talk trash about John, feel free. Um, <laughs> you can reach out, send your review, leave a review. As long as it's a five-star review, they'll read it on air next episode. But I swear, if you make fun of John and don't leave a five-star review, I will kill you. you. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. And you can't nothing. tell that I'm doing the hand-cutting motion. You're Like, you're dying. Part of this yeah. is people have to go. They have to go to my Facebook and they have to make fun of every part of my life as well. But feel free to engage in any way. We love you. I'm not even a part of this. I will. If they get the twenty dollars, I'm not. I'm not invited, and not because I just don't belong. I don't belong. But he's he's still paying the taxes, though. So. He's yeah. still paying the taxes but that's on it. We as the view, we as the listeners get that twenty get bucks. There. If you want to Venmo. Me, I might forward the money to them. Um, it's WR Duclos at WR Duclos. Don't charge me money. I shouldn't have said that because now you will. <laughs> anyway, go ahead with my obituary. All right, here we go. <laughs> so Wyatt Duclos has officially passed away at the ripe, and we mean ripe old age of 97, after he forgot that he was lactose intolerant again. <laughs> He was about to go to the premiere of a new Harry Potter movie that nobody saw coming as J.K. Rowling had been dead for years, but hashtag ghost. Before <laughs> ghost writers. Oh, I was like, ghost. Ghost. And she wrote a book. Yeah. 
Before leaving, he stopped for a bite of pizza without pineapple, of course, but unfortunately didn't take the pill because he did forget. And uh, sadly, he was in his hometown of, uh, you know, the Snake Oil City. Uh, and as the onslaught of diarrhea and death overwhelmed him in line, all the other people were saying, hey, I think I have a great essential oil for this. Have you tried gargling thieves? His final <laughs> words were, don't take me to the hospital. I would hate to lose my spot in line again. Hashtag learn from mistakes. Hashtag don't trust no one. Amen. Amen. Man. Oh, man. If that was like to look down the barrel of your life and realize that <laughs> no matter what you do, that's where you're going to end up. <laughs> you're, you're not going anywhere besides that. That is... <laughs> It's yeah. like there's there's labeling a person and making it impossible for them to get past that label. And then there's literally spelling out their life for them. And you know there's just like, there's nothing I'm going to be able to do to ever There's no overcome. glimmer of hope. Yeah, it's, that's it. That's, that's it. It's written down in stone, well, on paper, but still. And it's not, passing even that, stones. It's not that you wrote it down. It's that you just know so well that no matter that's what it. I do, it's going to happen. Right. That's it. <laughs> But John, how do how do you see it playing out, though? See what playing out? Why it's life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Give me one second. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Yes. This is going to be a very sad attempt because I didn't even finish writing it. But you know, we're just going to improvise as we go through. Hey, I haven't finished my writing my life either. We're all. You haven't. We're all we're all, all the writing the life. But you know what? You're in the Truman Show, so we're writing your own life for you, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> all right. Wyatt Duclos died last Wednesday after getting too close Boy, for I comfort. Wait, I died on Wednesday? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Dude, hump day. Let's go. <laughs> hump day. <laughs> he, he, thought, <laughs> he thought he could make it. Days. Monday and Tuesday and got to Wednesday and was like, that's it. Don't want Thursday or Friday. Yep. Just the worst days of the week. Just and the days of the week. See, that's the problem. You didn't get another weekend. Yeah, that, that sucked. I hate this. Oh, boy. I know. All right. He died last Wednesday after getting too close for comfort. He thought he could make it, but died while trying. On that fateful evening, Wyatt was kicked out of the house with no car keys to fetch some Dr. Pepper from the Los McDonald's. He continued to walk to Taco Amigo instead, where they gave him a milkshake rather than Dr. Pepper. Due to his lactose intolerance, it immediately caused strain and harm to his lower bowels. He could not hold it in any longer. His pants, which were white, and he was wearing them after Labor Day, turned, oh, man. <laughs> turned to a light... Day. <laughs> that, you made it through Labor Day <laughs> Wednesday, and I still wore white pants. And then that's how they found me. Is this what you're gonna say? They found me in my white pants after Labor Day. Oh, shame! White pants after Labor Day are the is the pineapple the Wednesday. Oh my gosh, that's where I was improvising. Now I don't remember where I'm at. <laughs> On State Street, outside of Taco Nico, I'm about to bust. Yeah, you're about to bust. Your white pants slowly started turning brown. The passing sheriff drove by and saw you were in distress and said, I'm sorry, 
but I will escort you to the hospital. You cannot get in my car. So he made you walk all the way to the hospital to which once you got there, you met with Dr. Oh, who should I? We'll just say Dr. Spooch at this point because he became a doctor. Oh, the the guy oh, that has that's a career the guy that bought that a uh, very inappropriate uh, website domain. <laughs> right, exactly. DrSpoochMedia.com. Wait, are we sure? Are we sure that <laughs> that makes it worse? <laughs> I know. Are we sure that this is that's what I should have bought? That's why they didn't come knocking. <laughs> Are we sure that you're not turning this into the start of a porno? <laughs> Dr. Spooch, I have a patient for you. Yeah. It depends on if they have a mustache or not. I did have a... I, I, I can grow a mustache. I'll okay, swear good. It's okay? Okay. Then in this story, you're wearing a... You have a mustache. Okay, probably. Anyway, he proceeds to lie down on a gurney, and he is rushed to the emergency room. He looks over at drspoochmedia.com, Grabs his tie, pulls him down close to his face, and whispers, and he says, Is there anything you can do for me, doctor? And drspoochmedia.com says, I only have one thing from my experience back at doTERRA, and there is only one type of oil that will help you, and it is pineapple oil. No! (laughs) And Wyatt Duclos... (laughs) At this point, Wyatt Duclos... Put up his fist and shook it at the sky, which DrSpoochMedia.com then blurted out. Threw in a bunch of expletives, and he died as he stared at the wall with poop on the, other, <laughs> on the other wall. Net forward slash. Um, it's Utah State. Utah forward slash. Hump day? Hump day? Your, your area. Man, what a doctor. He really screwed me over. Date hot Russian. Forward slash, forward slash, date hot Russian, backslash. Slash. Oh my god. Order them now. Six week bride. Oh my gosh. That really would be it, though. I think that the name of your obituary, like when it shows up, it won't even say, like, why it's name or here's or anything. It'll just say, hump day. <laughs> Wait, you said it was nighttime. Was this Tuesday night and I last until <laughs> after midnight? <laughs> no, dude, this was all... No, this was like Wednesday at 5 o'clock and you died like Wednesday at 9.69. Oh, 9.69. 9.69. Dr. Spoosmedia.net.com. Hump day. Dude, I threw so many euphemisms in here and I didn't even know. (laughs) 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 In any case, case, um... guys, I don't want to (laughs) die. The sad part is, I'm not lactose intolerant anymore. (laughs) So that means it comes back in full force. I'll be able to free and clear. Dude, you never know when lactose intolerance is going to hit. Yep. Yeah, it is the shark attacks of uh, bowel diseases. <laughs> like tiger shark, not great yep. white shark. But anyway, so I think that um, <laughs> tiger shark in the Indian Ocean, you know what I mean. But, so um, I think uh, as we end it, uh, we do want your words of encouragement, which you've listened to. 
So for those that haven't listened before, again, all it is is um, it could be words of discouragement or encouragement, just any words for encouragement's sake that Wyatt wants to leave with the podcast tonight. So, Wyatt, you can go ahead and take care of that. Okay, well, I know that I've been just the funniest person ever to be on a podcast. Um, <laughs> Literally everybody's going to think that. Spencer, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, has peed himself a little bit. Don't want to check. Almost. Yeah, almost. So, high theme of tonight. Don't know why, because I've only done it once, folks. Twice, if you count the time in first grade. But I was not over 10, so. Okay, but You're not held accountable. I do want to get serious for a second. Um, a little bit about me. Today is, when we're recording this, is November 8th. Hopefully that doesn't, like, it comes out in January. People are like, what a scam! This is too long! <laughs> but on November 8th, that's today. That means a month and... A month and four days ago, technically, I lost my job, and it was because my company got bought out, and I became unemployed, and so I've been unemployed for just over a month now, and um, it's hard being unemployed, especially when you have a wife and kid, and you're the main breadwinner. Uh, My wife had a job, but it didn't pay a ton, and she really liked it, so I didn't want her to lose it, and... um, I've tried to really remain positive. Um, and last Sunday, I thought I was going to get a job offer. And they called me and they said, or no, they just emailed me. And they're like, nope. And my wife and I were both really counting on it. And we thought it was going to happen. And we, like, she just started crying when I told her. And I usually am very encouraging, very like, look, it's fine. We're going to get through this. but. I started crying too, and I texted my dad, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I can't take another rejection because it was like, it was the last straw. And I seriously thought, this is, I'm not going to make it. I don't know. I, we're going to have to move in with my parents and my wife and my parents. My mom, my wife is from Seattle, and my parents are baby boomers. So you do the math. Not a good combination. <laughs> so I just thought, you know, I'm never going to succeed again. And it was really sad and really depressing. Um, and then I just started applying for jobs and I started going back at, going back at the grind and didn't give up. And this week I have interviewed for four different positions, multiple interviews for different positions. And then this afternoon I got a call actually from the same company who said no. And they said they wanted to hire me for a different position. And I just, my words of encouragement to you guys all today is even when it seems like there's nothing left that you can do, we keep on going. There's hope at the end and you're going to find success. And I thought I had hit my wall well before that day. And so I was like, okay, I did it. I like hit that wall of like, oh, I think I'm going to fail. So now I'm going to find success. And that was that first opportunity that I thought, oh, I found success. This is going to work. I got this job. No problem. And then it wasn't what I hoped it was. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Hunt for the Wilder People. Great movie. Taika Waititi. Blow your mind. Great movie. There's a priest in it, and it's played by the director, Taika Waititi. He's also the director of Thor Ragnarok. And he says, there are two doors in life. Behind one door, oh, all the nummiest treats you can imagine. 
Fanta, Coke Zero, Burger Ring, Doritos. <laughs> but, and it's easy to get through that door. Yeah. But there's another door. A door that's harder to get through. And you know what's behind that door, Spencer? I actually never seen it. It just say Jesus. Jesus. You would think Jesus. That's what I thought the first time I came across that door. But no, it's another door. And you know what's behind that door? Jesus. Yeah. Yes, Jesus. Yes. So. Basically, all I'm saying is <laughs> that first job was that first door. I opened it, and it was like, ah, no Jesus. Open up the second door, Jesus. A job. <laughs> so don't quit. Don't give up. You might open a door and only find out that's a hallway. But guess what? There's another door in that hallway. And keep going through that door. And you'll get there. You'll succeed. Those are my words of encouragement. My words of discouragement, if you have a wallet, stop it. <laughs> you're not pulling it off. If you're doing any of those like weird hairstyles that you're like, people don't pull this off, but I do, you don't. Just uh, do yourself a favor and move on. <laughs> Give up. You're special in your own way, and it's not your hair. Your hair is not. I just, I need you to know this. <laughs> Get rid of the mullet. Shave your head. Don't shave your head. That's a bad choice too. Just go to the go to the hairstylist and say. Give me your most normal haircut. That's why you don't have a job, you <laughs> loser. You have a mullet. Well, the two hairstyles you went to right now are just white supremacist hairstyles. <laughs> mullet and a shaved head. Also, so if you can go through there and tell me, just don't make me look like a white supremacist, I think you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, just... And if you're a white supremacist, I don't want you around. That's me. That's my words of discouragement. My words of encouragement. Do something. Get rid of yourself. Get out of here. Leave the country at least. Go to go somewhere else. Go find some Canadian bacon. Yeah, go to, but... to Canada. They're the great white north. We don't need you here. Yeah, the Sorry, north is rising again. <laughs> the north is rising again. But in any case, um, I think, yeah, that... I just want to share one more story, even just uh, just about why. I know that we're already at two hours. John looks like he's exhausted, but we're going to just do this one more time. Because I think it actually, this is how I always knew Wyatt's potential, okay? Like he said, he was kind of a nerd in high school, so was I. We were radio and broadcast nerds. But I remember that um, when we were there, our senior year, our radio teacher liked to purposely take vacations and get a substitute and told us as a class that we would fail if we did not come up with the prank for that substitute. And so, I can, and I use this in my job interviews, I say this is my greatest accomplishment. <laughs> I came up with a musical for the substitute that we were going to prank her with. That we rested left her note saying they're a really creative class, so just watch out for that. And so I basically, I summoned my inner glee apparently, but... I wrote this thing in the shower one day. It came to me. But what it was, Wyatt was going to walk in late. Everybody was going to be set up into a different clique. We had greaser kids, jocks, the three girls that did radio, and um, a few. They were their own group because they were just, you guys all (laughs) lumped together because you're women. So you're friends. (laughs) But Wyatt Wyatt walks in a little bit late and somebody goes, geez, Wyatt, late again? Let me guess, studying in study hall. And just like, 
bugging him like crazy. Well, like, and they're, they were being like, <laughs> if I saw this as an adult, I would be like, okay, this is like gone beyond teasing <laughs> two years ago. And now this kid is like going to kill himself. That's yeah. How, like, that's how mean like, they were. And we were we, essentially doing it that way. And then I knew that eventually the substitute was going to say like, hey, there's something like that. Like, you guys got to stop. And at that point, the lights turned off and a spotlight just went on Wyatt. And he goes, I'm just a loser like none other. I wish I was more like my brother. And I went to one of the football kids and he just throws a football at his head and goes, you're a loser like none other. You're a loser like none other. That went on for, I think, like three times. Yeah. And then one of the girls stands up and goes, hey, he's not a loser. He's just a little different. And then we all started snapping, and we went into a circle, and we hoisted Wyatt above in a chair. And he, I can't remember the ending words of the song, but it's just yeah, like, it's like, I am just unique. Like someone jumped on a piano, and then, and then as soon as the last piano note dropped, we all just went back to what we were doing, turned on the lights, acted like nothing happened. Yeah, the substitute had to leave. <laughs> it was so weird. But it was my greatest accomplishment that we came together and pulled that off. And I saw White's potential then, just like his new job saw it now. And really, uh, I've been unemployed for quite some time as well, for the first time in my life. I at least have a part-time job now, which is nice. But if you are out there and that is a struggle, I get it. Um, I know that it isn't the most common thing, especially for males, to talk about self-esteem like that. But really, you're not a loser like none other. You're just a little different. And and you are unique. You yeah. are unique. Following <laughs> that that train of thought, if you are unemployed and you're going through that job hunt, or if you're just like out of college and you're going through the job hunt, you're gonna feel like trash. You're gonna feel terrible because you're gonna. It the way I described it to my wife is like it's like dating, except for when you're dating. You you can always just be like, oh, I'm just not that type. When it's like your job and you're applying for something that's like you know you're qualified for, it's literally them saying, no, you're just not good enough. <laughs> and it's like it hits you so hard. Oh, yeah. And you feel so terrible about it's... yourself. And I just want you to know that's normal. Mm -hmm. That is everyone feels that way. <laughs> Maybe not John because he is amazing. He's <laughs> but everyone gets kicked in the nuts like that at yeah. some point. But – when that happens, just know you are still worthy. You are hireable. You just got to get to that next door, and that's where you're going to find it. But, Wyatt, thank you for coming on to the program tonight. Thanks for having me. And, um, you know, until next time, yo paso piedras. Yo paso DNR. And together. And apparently. Hey, yo, yo salto. <laughs> 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 um, I speak Italian. I don't know. I haven't used the word pass. Pasa. Yo paso. <laughs> and apparently Jesus is behind two doors. I guess Lyndon now. Oh, that was great. We went two hours. <laughs> <laughs>